You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. Hey, everyone. We're back with another podcast. Uh, This evening, I've got Daniel Reinhardt. What up, Finn fans? I've got Ryan Norwood. Hey there, Dolphins. And Louis the Ragoni is back. Hey, Dolphins. Hey, the Uh, Finn fans' number one draft pick, Lou Ragoni, is back. back. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. What commercial is that? that. The U.S. (laughs) What is that? UPS commercial? Yeah, the post office, I think. I don't know. (laughs) All I know is it's Johnny Cash, not Oh, yeah. Johnny Cash, the man in black. I love it. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So. Yesterday, there was big news. They finished their um, investigation into the Dolphins tampering and uh, (laughs) uh, tanking, and and the results came out, and basically they were charged a first-round pick next year and a third-round pick the following year, and uh, they were found guilty of uh, just playing games. Uh, they, They talked to Brady at least three times uh, over the years from 1920, uh, 19, 2019, 2020, and 2021. I believe that's the years that they spoke to him. And of course, there was Sean Payton as well. There's a a lot of opinions on who's at fault. Is it, is it Flores? Is it Ross? Is it the inside office? Who's, who's to blame? So that's what the guys here are going to talk about uh, this evening. Um, I'll start off with Daniel. Daniel, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so first of all, let me read just a little part of this statement from our owner, Stephen Ross. He said, The independent investigation cleared our organization on any issues related to tanking and all of Brian Brian Flores' other allegations. That is the leading sentence of his statement. And that's not really a truthful sentence. And I can't find, like, I cannot even fathom how he would release a statement that says on any uh, on any of his other allegations because clearly through the process of their investigation they found that we were tampering i mean a first round pick and a third round pick this is unprecedented tampering charges against the dolphins and and frankly i'm pissed off about that i'm i'm pissed off uh you've got the fact that none of us in in south florida None of us Miami Dolphins fans want Tom Brady on our team in the first place, and and in the second on the second place, why in the hell would you be approaching him when he's still under contract? It pisses me off. I can't believe that we're going to have to give up one of our first round picks next year. We're in a great spot in our roster, which we'll talk about. But my goodness, this is unprecedented, and, and to lose a, a first round talent for the the life of the contract that they could have with us, this is uh, this is bonkers, man, and I'm pretty damn pissed off about it. 
Well, it really depends on who they draft, right? Well, sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> if if you think about a Noah Igbenogany, uh, how much difference would it really make? But the the opportunity is still there, right? Sure. So it could have been a guy like Jalen. Can't get Phillips. hit if you don't swing the bat. So right. They, they lost in that bat, basically. Right. And I'm pissed off about it. And and he says I will accept the outcome because the most important thing is that there be no distractions. Well, guess what, pal? Um, the distraction hasn't ended since since you started trying to tank for Tua in the first place. Um, I, I've never been the guy that says somebody needs to sell a team, but I'm pretty damn pissed off with Stephen Ross, and and I wish that he wouldn't have his fingers all in the in the daily uh, football business. Ryan, how do you feel? Clearly, this is a Stephen Ross problem. He's the owner. He's the one pushing this. He was the one who wanted Tom Brady. He wanted Tua. He wanted Lamar Jackson back in the day. He's trying to push this team around as opposed to letting the guys that he hires run the team. But we can't put all the blame on him because if Brian Flores were still the coach today, would this be a problem? No, we'd have Deshaun Watson. <laughs> we'd either have Deshaun Watson, who, you know, by the way, is also looking at getting another addition onto his suspension from six games. The NFL just filed an appeal today. So he may, you know, who knows if he's going to play. I think but he filed, didn't he file the appeal? No, the NFL. The NFL, oh, okay. NFL filed an appeal to do an indefinite suspension. Um, But at the end of the day, if Brian Flores doesn't get fired, he keeps this under wraps. You know, he was part of the problem until he got fired. I mean, that's true, right? On, on the one hand, you got to say, Flores, keep your mouth shut when you leave. Don't get all butthurt and, and start crying foul uh, when you were a part of the organization and you, you went along with it then, right? Um, except for maybe the tanking part. But on the other hand, it, it's, I, can't, I can't fault the man for uh, standing up for what he feels is right, even if he's gone now. Like, I'm pissed that Brian no, Flores brought no, all this out. No, no, but- Daniel, no, no. You, you got to feel bad about the way he's acted because... He was fired, okay? He was fired. He didn't say anything before he was fired. This came out after he was fired. If he really felt it was so egregiously wrong, he would have quit. Not only that, but his whole argument is based off a letter that he wrote. From everything I've read, there was no evidence, no nothing. All there was was a letter that he wrote in his own hand saying that they did something. that That he submitted above him. Right. Uh, so there's let me rephrase no it. proof. I, I don't blame. Anything. I like this is not Brian Flores' fault. He has a he has a part in it because he uh, he got butt hurt after he left. But this is Stephen Ross's fault. Oh, like, for this sure. comes yeah. down to Stephen Ross and and the decisions that he has made. He's not even the football guy. Why is he trying to bring Tom Brady to Miami? Because he's friends with Tom Brady. Get the f out of here with that. They are his his the guy he's got ready to take over the team is really good friends with. I'm not talking yeah. about, I'm not talking to Ryan when I say get the F out of here. I'm talking <laughs> yeah, I know. to Stephen Ross. Like, yeah. Right. Bruce Beal or whatever his name is, is, is really evidently tight with uh, Brady. Yeah. So it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I think this, this deal with uh, Peyton was really, really close to happening. And the only reason it didn't was because of the lawsuit. Absolutely. Lewis, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that Flores, how how much say did he have in regard to you know this tampering with the players? Because there, there's two different there's two different ends to this. I mean, we're talking about tanking, 
the Dolphins didn't get punished for tanking. Uh, they they didn't find enough evidence there or whatever they were looking they, into. Yeah, they found they found uh, memories that weren't connecting. You know what I mean? What they did was, Lewis, they, they didn't want that accusation to stick. Okay, but the bottom line is it didn't. They're getting punished for other things other than the tampering. Now, Correct. did Flores bring all this up in regard to the, the, the Peyton thing or the Brady thing, or is this something that the NFL investigated and fell into? That's my question. Because the Brady thing, yes. Yeah, he this was This is asked, a Flores thing. Flores okay, was so, asked by Stephen Ross to meet with Tom Brady and try to recruit him. Right. Okay. Fine. Fine. It comes from up top. And, you know, listen, here's the bottom line, guys. How long did it take Flores to get rehired? Right? I mean, you're talking about an organization that hired him that, for the most part, the Steelers have been an A-plus organization. Are you guys in agreement with that? Yeah. For years. For years. Okay? They're not going to hire a guy that is a problem. So the way I look at it is this, is that you blame up top. And it's not only Ross, it's the guys directly underneath him. They all need to go, plain and simple. The puppet, you know, and you know who I'm talking about, and, and all the other ass clowns that knew that this was going on should all be penalized, period. It's as simple as that. I mean, you know, Ross, Ross does what he does, but there's football guys that are involved in this as well, GM, so on and so forth. All of them should be penalized. And this organization just continues to be a three-ring circus. It just never ends. It just never ends. They take one step forward. They take two steps backwards. And, you know, we've got you know, we've got to get excited about the season because of the personnel that we have on the field. But this is this is definitely a negative. I mean, you know, you guys talked about you were talking, Mike, in regard to the draft pick. And, you know, well, it doesn't matter. Igben- well, I didn't say it doesn't matter. I well, to an extent, you said it depends on who they draft. Of course. Well, we don't have the ability to trade and move up in the draft now by losing that draft pick. And that to me, that's more concerning because if Tua, in fact, does fail us, you don't have that ability, especially if we plan on winning a lot of football games this year. And possibly we're, we're losing our draft pick, correct? Yeah. And we have who's? San Francisco. San Francisco's who you think, you know, you would assume is going to be a pretty solid football team as well. So it's not going to be in the upper part of the draft next year. So in order to move up and maybe take a guy that we wanted and that, that ability to do that has now been taken oh, who's, away who's from us. backing for San Francisco this year? Is it Trey Lance? Lance. It's Lance. Right. It's the All rookie right. Lance. So, so, you know, he could struggle. We don't know. It's possible. They still have an – I mean, I think Good they team. have an extremely yeah, strong team around him just the same. But the point of the matter is, Mike, regardless of the fact, is that, you know, you would like the ability – to possibly move up, give up yep. one of those number ones to move up in the draft. And we've now lost that ability. And, you know, that hurts. I mean, it, 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 that hurts more than anything. Well, we may have. It's, it's, it's doubtful, though, because I think that if we're in the um, upper 20s, then there's a bunch of teams in front of us drafting, right, 12? And a lot of those teams are going to need quarterbacks from what I'm reading. I mean, you know, most of the most of the teams that they expect to be bad are quarterback needy teams. Right. So it, it would be difficult for Miami to trade because there aren't going to be that many teams willing to trade. 
Well, again, you know, that's all speculative. It is. I mean, it is. You know, but I mean, this is what the press is saying. When you're picking up an extra number one, Mike, you know, you just don't know where teams are going to land. So that's, you know, I mean, we can go back and forth with that. But the bottom line is, is you've now lost the ability to do that if, in fact, you wanted to. And, Mike, it, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, you could have a guy sitting there at number 15 in the draft that you really want, and we're drafting you know, 27th or 28th, right. you know, move up and get you could 15. possibly move up, you yep. know, to a team that doesn't necessarily need a quarterback at that point. You just don't know what's going to happen, but it took that ability away. And, you know, to have two number ones to begin with, I think is a fantastic thing to get two quality players, you know, if you're yep. drafting well. So, you know, it, it hurts. I mean, we have to move on from it. I think that, you know, the, the guys that we drafted this year, and, um, you know, the players that we've drafted over the last couple of years, there's, there's more significance in them playing very well. The guys like Phillips and some of these other fellas, Igbenogany, you know, comes to mind as well. All these guys now have to step up a little bit because well, Phillips uh, is having a phenomenal camp. Well, that's good. That's I- very Igbenogany's good. Igbenogany's not. The really? Thing that, <laughs> the thing that Shocker. pisses me off about all of this is a one and a half million dollar drop in the bucket. And what a six-week suspension from team activities for Stephen Ross. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I know, a right? the, that's a slap on the wrist. That's that's a for for him personally. That's a slap on the wrist. He got. Yep. He also is suspended indefinitely from any committees for NFL owners. Yeah, big but deal. You know what? Like in the grand scheme of things, taking away a first-round pick next year and a third-round pick the following year from a team who's trying to build something, a new coach other players who want to win championships and a fan base who is starving for a championship caliber team, <laughs> man, give me a break. Like it hurts the fans more than it hurts. Ross, it hurts no us. About it, it hurts us tremendously as yep. fans. And it hurts guys like, like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill who are out here busting their tail, you know, and there's right. just a couple of guys, for example, who, if you bring in an, an additional first-round talent next year, helps you get closer to the ultimate goal. It, it pisses me off beyond words. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the head coach, you know, Daniel, you mentioned him. I mean, any of the coaches that came in understood that this was a possibility. I mean, I talked about this a while back, and I said, you know, any head coach that's coming here has to understand that there may be some consequences. And I'm sure they talked about what it. took place. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, feel bad for the coaching staff because I think they, you know, they, they had an understanding that this could possibly happen. But, you know, as Mike said, and as you said, you know, the fans are definitely the ones that are hurt by this. But you know what? You know, maybe we overcome it and, you know, we have a great season and all these guys, these young players develop and, and the team goes out and it doesn't hurt us as much as, you know, as much as uh, we think it might, you know, going into next season. So that's what we got to hope for. Studville came out today and uh, said that to his knowledge, he didn't hear a word about tanking. Okay. They, yeah, he, said, I mean, he said if people were tanking, it didn't come down to the field level. Uh, yeah, I mean, that could have been discussions just between, you know, Ross and, um, you know, and, and Flores. Flores and Greer, you know, um, whatever the connection is there between them all. You know, I, I don't know. None of us, and we're never going to know, Mike. You know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, the, the allegations were there. Um, I wouldn't put it past Ross at all, you know, with the, you know, the findings in these other situations. And, 
You know, it's now the, you know this tampering. Simple. It it happens. It, teams do this. This is not something that's unique to Miami. The, the the problem Miami had was Flores and his lawsuit, and that situation not occurred. This all gets done, and there's probably no problem. Right. I mean, even though it's not supposed to be happening. Right. There, who was the um, reporter, Mike, that said that this is, you know, this is prevalent in the NFL? It happens all the uh, time. The, the guy on uh, Florio? NBC, yeah, Mike Florio. Mike Florio, yeah. I mean, if I see, I wasn't aware of that. I, I think the I normal say, fan. Go ahead, Daniel. No, I was going to say, you can almost bet that shit ain't true then if Florio's the one who said it. <laughs> no, exactly. no, yeah. no. First of all, he's a lawyer. Uh, don't don't rag on the guy. He's really not bad. <laughs> don't rag on. He's really. I'm just saying. Right, he's right. really not that bad. Right. Uh, you know, right. I don't agree with him all the time, but I listen to him quite often. Him and, and Sims are two turds bad. in a pod, my man. I who? Uh, him and Sims are two turds oh, in a Sims pod. Sims is a whole nother story. Those. Those. Yeah, I can't stand either one of those guys. You got to figure well, out if a guy's coming up on the end of a contract, teams know it. They're going to call, trying to be the first one there. I. I mean, I. I don't know what extent. You know, Ryan, they they do this out of me. Mike, you know, read, we talked a little bit this afternoon, and he told me about the Florio report. And I was like, well, I wasn't aware and, and, and of this In fairness type of to thing. Florio, he reported this back when it actually was going on. Right. Um, but, you know, whether it's prevalent is the question. I mean, and maybe that's the reasoning behind, you know, the fact that um, Ross didn't get penalized as much because – the NFL is aware of this. The players are aware of this type of thing happening on a consistent basis. But the NFL has to save face to some degree, sure. right? Because, Absolutely. you know, the Dolphins got caught with their hand in the cookie, in the cookie jar, jar due yep. to Flores, you know, exposing them. So, I mean, you know, they had to do something. So in yeah, regard they, they to they the- shunned away what they could shun away. And that was the tanking. Because exactly. that, that, if they had accused them of tanking, then that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Right. Because I mean, that looks bad on the league. It looks bad to the gamblers. You know, it just creates all sorts of problems. Right. They had to nix that. That could not come out. Whether I don't care how guilty they were, that could not come out. Right. Well, in ultimate Dolphins fashion, we also don't tamper well enough to win. And Brady <laughs> yeah, plays well. for the Bucks. We have and, nothing to show for and, it, exactly. And honestly, you know? <laughs> it might be the best thing that could have happened because if we would have been found guilty of tampering and Brady would have been here winning, I think that the punishment would have been much more severe. Well, Brady knows a lot about getting punished. Yeah. Not this time he doesn't. No, well, no, no. he's actually being looked at too also for a, uh, a fine. Yeah, which you know, to me is interesting. And what about Peyton if he decides to come back into the NFL? I mean, shouldn't he, to some extent, get penalized as well? I mean, he was on the other half the of that conversation. The way it works is they, they want the players to, if the team is tampering, okay, they, they want the player that they're tampering with to go to their, to their own organization and basically rat on them. Yep. And then the organization is supposed to contact the league office. Yeah. Okay. And... That's what's supposed to happen, but, you know, that's not what happens. And also, right. not, not to add injury to insult or anything, but, Lou, you mentioned that the Steelers wouldn't have brought him on, you know, if they didn't have a reason. Well, bringing him on gets them a draft pick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, but, 
I mean, you know, a third round draft pick too. I think. Yeah, it'll be yeah. a third round draft pick. Yeah. But I mean, again, guys. I mean, okay, great. Third round draft pick, fantastic. I mean, I don't think that's the reason he's there, Ryan. I'm sorry. I mean, he's there because he's a good coach, and because that organization feels that he's a quality guy. I mean, you know, I he's otherwise where he, he's where he belongs. He's a defensive coach, and that's right. what he should be exactly. Doing. Yeah, and he's, he's a, a defensive assistant coach. He's a linebackers yeah. coach. You know. And he's got the pedigree because he got the rings from from New, uh, yep. New England, New England. Mm-hmm. So. right? Right, exactly. But I mean, there's a million, there's a million. I mean, a million coaches out there. I mean, if they felt that this guy was going, I mean, would you want to bring on a guy in the, your organization that was going to be a problem otherwise? I mean, I I don't think. Well, he's not a problem I would hope until not, he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I would have wanted to bring a guys, guy on who just filed a lawsuit against the league. Guys, Period. our owner, so. our owner, our GM, and whoever the hell else is you know involved upstairs there, that's where the problem lies. It's that simple. Football fans, DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever in 2012. Now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game. It's a new way to enjoy daily fantasy football, a new shot to win millions in prizes, and the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Playing Rainmakers football is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player cards, the biggest names in the game, through regular drops and auctions. Build your collection of football stars and enter the free Rainmaker football contest all season long to compete for millions in jaw-dropping prizes. Each week, Craft your lineup of athletes from your NFT collection and rack up points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, like you would in daily fantasy football. The next generation of fantasy sports is almost here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now and sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in so you can be ready for the next drop. Play for millions in prizes all football season and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Look at our last few head coaches. You know, mm-hmm. those guys are problems and we had them on our on our roster or on our staff. Just don't absolve uh, Flores of any wrongdoing. And, and, no, you know, no, definitely just, not. I mean, I you, you know, know he, he has a vendetta. Absolutely, yes. he's got a vendetta, and they gave him the ammunition, Mike. Yep, they loaded him up. Yep, he's loaded. He is. He's still firing, <laughs> and he's going to be for a while. And it's going to be time. for a while. Yep. Let's just hope that you know this thing gets, you know, it's over and done with at this point. And, um, you know, we move on from it and it doesn't just keep popping up with more allegations and more, you know, situations I don't think that that's we were involved happen. in. Because they, they filed their lawsuit. And so, you know, what else is going to happen? They're going to file another lawsuit, you know? Well, let's yeah. just hope that by week seven, when Pittsburgh comes to Miami for Sunday night football and Flores gets off the plane down there. That everybody has shifted gears to celebrating the 50th anniversary of the 72 perfect season. Yep. Because if any of your Dolphins don't know, that's the weekend that the team will be celebrated at Hard Rock. That's the weekend that the reunion will be happening down in Miami for the 72 season. So um, let's just hope that. I mean, obviously, what does it's Flores be a have to do point. with that? It's going to be a talking point. <laughs> what I'm saying yeah. is, it's going to be a talking point in the media. 
Pittsburgh's coming to Miami. Flores is coming back to Miami. Oh, sure. And it's going to rehash all of this stuff, right? Right. Instead of, right, what you're saying is it's going to be a dark cloud on a weekend that should be, you know, should be a high note. Yep. Let's celebrate the 72 team that weekend instead of talking about this crap again. Well, let's call, let's find out where the Steelers are staying when they come into town and let's call Flores all night. I mean, me and Mike are night owls. I mean, three, four in the morning, we can keep calling his hotel room. Let me uh, yeah, premise gotta... this statement by saying it's a joke, <laughs> but I think I'd rather call Tanya Harding. <laughs> you got to also factor in that that is a prime That's time weird. game. That was weird. Yeah, that, well, I mean, I don't know where that came come from. Come on. You, you, everybody knows a kneecap when you hear it. Uh huh. Okay. Oh boy, man, you're once going again, back about thirty years. Once bro. again, <laughs> let me say that, that that comment was a joke, and I would never kneecap somebody. All right. Do we have anything else on that? Well, we we can talk about some of the guys that have been performing well. Okay. Uzukama. Yeah. Yeah. Easy E, as he's called. Easy E, as he's called, having one hell of a camp. He's flashed. Uh, and been what one of the top performers several different days. Yeah, he's for some reason established some really great chemistry with Tua. Yep, and he's basically filling the Devontae Parker role. Yes, Preston Williams, better watch out. Well, yeah. it sounds to me like Preston Williams is on his way out, not watching out. And yeah, yeah, well, he yeah. was complaining about not getting any playing, you know, any any opportunity, and he didn't get an opportunity today, so he's really going to be upset. Well, well Coach McDaniel blew that off too. Yeah, Additionally, he, he said that during the offseason programs, him and McDaniel had talked about his opportunities, and now he just wants the coach to be a man of his word. So a comment like that tells me um, that you're asking for a way out. Yeah, he may not be here before the preseason even starts, guys. I got to yeah. tell you, he may, be, he may be gone prior to that if that's in fact the case. And, you know, so be it. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of receivers in camp now with Sanu and, um, you Braylon know. Sanders is another one that's had a pretty easy He's camp. another guy that's had a good camp. Who's yeah. that? Braylon Sanders. Is that right? Yeah. Undrafted rookie. He's a six foot one guy. So, uh-huh. you know, he's got some speed. Well, guys, go ahead, Mike. You got anybody else or well, Daniel or. There's a bunch of guys, but I'm not going to name them all. You guys name some. Yeah, we got the cornerback Trill Williams, right, who's been a standout at camp this year. Yeah. I think he has a couple of interceptions. He's got a yeah. couple of interceptions. One, uh, He's got a one-handed pick in the back of the end zone. He's got a touchdown return on an interception. Uh, he's just been everywhere. And obviously he's getting an opportunity because X is taking it easy and Byron Jones is uh, nursing an injury. Uh, well, it's basically him and uh, Igbenogany fighting for that spot. Yeah, and if you pay attention to the practice reports, uh, the camp reports, Igbenogany, uh, uh, you don't see his name very often. No, he started off doing well, and then he gave up a touchdown to Hill in that scrimmage last Saturday, whatever it was, and uh, I haven't heard a lot positive about him or negative. Just I haven't heard much at all, but I have heard you know, that Williams is doing well, as you, as you said. Yeah, you got another guy uh so offensive line in camp, obviously they don't, you know, they don't do much because they don't pass they on the can hit. Cake. Yeah, but I don't know if this <laughs> guy's having cake, a good huh? camp or not. But uh, Blaze Andrews, uh, he came out to the first fan attended practice, two cans of C four in his hand, smashed them together, Stone Cold Steve Austin style, chugged them both, 
got the crowd fired up. It was awesome. Yep. That a boy. You know what? You know what I would like to hear more of uh, from our camp reports is. Uh, so obviously we're hearing all of these things about Tua really letting it loose. Uh, He's in the, the orange jersey again. The the report today, I think, right from Omar Kelly was that uh, you know he said I don't want to make too much of this, but Tua practices better than RT. Uh, he doesn't take as many sacks and he's pushing the ball downfield, which is not necessarily what we've heard over the last couple of seasons, right? Tua's taking these chances. We're seeing all these posts. We're seeing video of him throwing deep. But what I haven't heard much of is about the hey, running Cinder backs. Block has more pocket presence than Tannehill. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but <laughs> uh, uh, we could probably throw Blaze Andrews back there and have better pocket presence than, than Tannehill. But my point is... is I'm not hearing a bunch about the running backs. I haven't really seen anything um, that says anybody's standing out in the running back room yet. So it's what, hard. What do we know they, about they, that? They've only had pads on once. Right. Well, Raheem right, right. Mostert clocked the fastest uh, yeah. time in you know out of all the guys on the team. So that's fantastic. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. You that's got Tyree the reason. Jalen Waddle, and he's the fastest guy. That's why I think that he is going to be the guy. In the backfield, you know, I think that if he's healthy with that speed, I mean, he's brutal. He really is. I mean, you know, you hold a block for two seconds and he's going to hit that hole and get through it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got four or five yards there every single time. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited about him. I mean, out of all the running backs, you know, the three running backs, not all, I should say the three, I'm the most excited about him on this roster. I mean, Michelle. When you cut Gaskin? I'm sorry. Did you just cut Gaskin? Mike, you know, go look at the depth chart. That's all I can tell you. Okay. He's down on that depth chart and rightfully so. You know, I mean, if you look at these guys and their abilities, I mean, you know, I mean, these, the other three guys are better football players in my opinion. Well, you you had said you think they keep three backs. I tend to think they keep four. They may, yeah, they may, they very well may. And I the mean, question is, who's going to be the fourth? That's that's. Are really you counting the, the fullback? No, no, that's a different position. Okay. So you're taking away from the tight end if you can. It's got to yeah. come from somewhere or the receivers. Yes. So well, you can take it from offensive tackles too because we ain't. We don't have anybody worth a damn. <laughs> there are definitely oh, a couple Lord. of guys in the offensive tackle room that that may not make the the team. I, I'm I'm kind of right there in between. I think that we probably, I think that four is the number that uh, Mike McDaniel led offense wants to keep. It's just going to be a matter of that's does, probably about right. Does Gaskin or Zacondre White stand out enough in in right. training camp here? Who works harder and can get to the edge quicker? You know. Yeah, but you got to think: Are they going to list a you know sixth or seventh wide receiver as a running back also? Because you got guys like Lynn Bowden that can play receiver. He can play running back. He's got versatility. Right. Fair. That's a fair assessment. I'd and we've talked about it. I I think I'd love to see Lynn Bowden stay in that in that role. I think yeah. I'd love to stay see him stay on the roster as that fourth running back, somebody who can do it all. Yeah. You may see Waddle or Hill in that role. Who knows? Oh, for sure. We're going to see those guys in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got the three starters, right? And Hill, Waddle, and Wilson. I mean, you've got four guys otherwise. And you got the rookie. You got Bowden. You've got Sanu now in the mix. I mean, you know, who's who's your boy from San Francisco 
Trent Shurfield. 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 I'm, I'm, You've got Shurfield. The rule the filler. Yeah, I'm, Dan, I'm starting yeah. to kind of wonder. I, I'm yeah. not so sure that he makes the roster, fellas. Well, I'm not going to say cut his ass, but I'm not so sure he makes the roster because we, yeah. we're kind of deep, really. Believe it or not, I think that we, we're, we're rather deep in that room, specifically if Sanu sticks. We yeah. are because, deep, but you got to think. Trent Shurfield plays special teams. Yep. Eric Ezekama, I don't think he plays special teams. I know for a fact Braylon no, Sanders he's, he's doesn't playing really well. So Sanu won't play special right. teams. So either, you're you're think, looking so. at those guys thinking, you know, you got the top three, and then you got a battle between all these guys. Special teams comes into play. Yeah, at that there's point. basically two jobs, and four or five guys are fighting for it. Right. Pretty Which much. is why I think that Preston Williams is not going to make it. I don't oh, think no. that he ends up making. it. I don't think squad. any of us think he's going to make it. Yeah. I'm right. Especially right. with him crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you've got four tight ends, too. I mean, on this roster that are more than capable of making this roster. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Gesicki, Smite. Gone. What's that, Shaheen's Mike? Shaheen is gone. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. Out yeah. of the four, if you got to get rid of one, yeah. It's yeah. going to be yeah. him. I, I mean, I like him personally. I like, I like him. him, too. But yeah, I but mean, you got to think. You got uh, Gesicki, who you know is going to make the team. You got Hunter Long, who is kind of an all-around player. So I, I think he's actually going to be the guy who gets most of the tight end reps, and you're going to see Gusecki kicking out to the slot a lot. Well, he's dropping passes, though, uh, Long is, so we'll have he to is, see how but that goes. He's also our best blocking tight end. Yeah. And there's reports that Gusecki's not getting used the way he'd like to be used. I don't know if you've seen those. He had an active practice today, but you're right. He hasn't to this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is there's... what we've been concerned about going into the season, right? How are they going to use him? That's interesting, to say the least. I mean, they they kept four tight ends last year. So, I mean, you know, with their running schemes and everything, you know, I wouldn't be shocked, guys. I really wouldn't be. I mean, you know, Hunter Long, to me, has got to prove himself. I mean, he does. I mean, Mike, you're talking about him dropping passes. I mean, you know, at some point, he's got to step up and he's got to play better than any of these other guys. I mean, Shaheen and Smythe have proven themselves to be worthy of catching balls when they're called upon, they've done a decent job. So, you know, and Shaheen was what? Wasn't he a number one pick? No, no I, don't I don't think so. so. He was a high draft pick, though, wasn't he? I'm fairly I mean, certain I'm... he wasn't. Um, oh, he was a round two pick, number yeah, 45. Yeah, I mean, that's – that, so, yeah, that's, he was a higher pick than Hunter Long That's a high pick, wow. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I think that we're underestimating, you know, his ability. I think – Something happened with him last year in regard to COVID. I think he's unvaccinated. Uh, you know, this is just my thought because he was not traveling at times and something came out in regard to that. And I don't know what situation was, but he seemed to be hurt quite a bit. And it was kind of on and off hurt. Like he was healthy for home games and on road games, he was not. <laughs> I don't know what the situation was, but I don't know. I there was something weird. Yeah, there was something weird going on with that. And, you know, as a third tight end, I mean, it kind of went under the radar. But, you know, I, I, you know, personally, I think he's, you know, he's a quality player. And, you know, Hunter Long's going to have to step, step it up. Just to clarify, know? yes, he uh, is unvaccinated. And he said that he would not let the NFL strong arm him into getting the vaccine. He does not believe in it. Okay, well, there you have it. So that makes sense to some extent, right? So we'll see what happens, you know, in regard to that whole situation. But guys, you know, it's a 53-man roster. So, you know, there's going to be guys that uh, 
you know, whether you keep four tight ends, you got to take it from somewhere else. If you keep four running backs, you got to take it from somewhere else. You know, you can't have, you know, a ton of, a ton of guys. Well, generally, and, you have 25 on offense and 25 on defense, and you've got your three specialists. Right, right. Uh, so that's, that's sort of how it shakes out. You know, they, they usually split it down the middle as best they can. So, you know, it, it works out numbers-wise when you sit down and figure it all out. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth noting as well that Miami released Adam Butler yesterday. Yes, yeah. they did. Failed a physical, I believe, is what happened, right? So um, there, some, some of that depth we've talked about recently at the defensive line position is gone. Yeah. He was a, he was a solid role player. Well, I mean, Benito Jones is a guy that's got to step up now, right? Yeah. And, and John, and John <laughs> That's a pretty name. <laughs> you know, those type of guys are going to – one of them or bo- both of them have got to step up. Now. You never you know, know who's going to Jordan step Williams. Up, you know. I mean, you know, those – you know, obviously those guys have moved up the depth chart now and, um, you know, be behind Davis and Wilkins, you know, those are the guys that are going to have to, you know, be in the rotation, two out of those three guys. So, you know – and you don't know what other teams are going to cut, you know, throughout the preseason. Also, there may True. be another team with stacked defensive linemen, and it's right. a numbers game. Yep. And you, you told half the story. If they got rid of uh, Butler, who'd they add to the roster? That I did not catch. So uh-huh. I told half the story because I only knew half. My well, friend. Mike, do they really need to add to the roster? I mean, they don't have to. I mean, they're going to start making cuts at some point, right? Oh, they, they got did, weeks though. before that. Two weeks. No, they don't have to start making cuts, I think, until we get like halfway through preseason. That's in, I think, two weeks. Today's uh, the third. I mean, 17th. Yeah, when's the season start now? On well, Thursday. It starts this Thursday with the Hall of Fame game. Right. No, no, no. Well, I mean, the regular season. season. Oh, that is a good September question. something, September 8th, something. Thursday after effect, Labor right? Day, probably. I don't know. I mean, it starts much later than it used that. to, doesn't it? I mean, it used to start the first week in September, right? I mean, we got four of us here, and none of us know when the season's starting, for the love of God. No, I'm busy looking who they signed. I All can't I know is it's September 8th at 7.20 p.m., Buffalo versus the Rams. That's on – okay, so we go with, yeah. on the 11th, basically. That's our first home game. Yep. So, no, yeah, we've got a little bit over a month yet. September 18th, I think it says. Let me see. 18th? Oh, it's the 11th. No, nope, it's sorry, the 11th. it's the 11th. Yeah, the Patriots game on the 11th. Yep. Got it. My computer stacked it up all wrong. Here's something interesting I just realized as well. Um, you know, we're talking about a guy like Trill Williams really showing up at camp. I think I think he makes it as probably our fourth cornerback, right? As as well as he's been playing, I think that he really uh, is going to earn himself some playing time. And uh, you know, our insider friends over at Finsider projected him to miss the roster, which is pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and their their projections as of yesterday. So We're talking about the defensive backs, the Dolphins activated defensive back Elijah Campbell off the oh, football okay. injury list. Okay, when we when we dropped uh, Butler. Butler, yes. Okay. Okay. So now we know. So now we know the story has been told by one Michael Fink. Now, when the season starts, <laughs> it may be week five. We don't know. Byron Jones, guys, what's <laughs> yep. this? What's the deal with Byron Jones? He'll be fine. 
he'll be fine for yeah, the start of the season. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to push him. Yeah. Which is Very smart. Good. Which is smart. He's he's a veteran. He knows the defense, he knows the play calls. He he he's no slouch when it comes to staying in athletic shape. So, yeah, there's no reason to push him and get him on the field early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this staff has been actually really smart with their veterans, you know, nope. giving guys yeah, time off, up. let him heal up, you know, let them relax a little bit. Yep. All right. Anybody else you want to call out for uh, good practicing? <laughs> I wish I was there to watch How about it myself. Zach Sealer? Same here. Mike, let me let me let me just let me just make a comment here. And and it's not a negative comment, it's just a fact. The the USFL is loaded with guys that had phenomenal camps. Just so you know. Guys. Yeah, but they were going against USFL guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the USFL is loaded with guys that had outstanding training camps and do not make football teams in the NFL. That's what the USFL is. Of course. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, what does that have to do with Zach Sealer? What it, it has to do with with this in general, Mike. It has nothing to do with Zach Sealer. That that's the he's the least of my worries in regard to what we've discussed. What I'm saying is is that. Practice is one thing. When you get on that football field with the the other team's oh, competition, yeah, no doubt. you know, that's when we really, really want to see it because you and I mean, we've been around, all of us have been around long enough, me and Mike a little bit longer than, than you two youngins, um, to, to understand that they there's, have, there's always a camp up. darling that looks like oh. he's going to be all world. And when it comes time to prove it, he can't, they don't do it. It happens. Over and over again. So, you know, we need to get excited once we start seeing preseason games. And then even more so once the season starts and guys start, you know, just stepping up and playing really good football. Exactly. So let's just, you know, let's just hope that. You wow, know, come- I actually agreed with you. Mike? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about practice today, but our top performer of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it was our first round Fins fans podcast draft pick, but uh, welcome back, Lou. Welcome back. Yes. Uh, you're very welcome. I, I appreciate that. I'm not welcoming him back. No, me and Mike, <laughs> me and Mike talk on a consistent basis, so it's not like I've even been gone. Well, you know, he calls me up at two o'clock in the morning. Hey, Lou, we're 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 gonna uh, actually it's you calling it me at two o'clock in the morning. You guys better never call me at two o'clock in the morning. I'm just saying. Daniel, hey, what's your phone number? It's one o'clock. You shouldn't have a problem. <laughs> Daniel, te- text five, me your five, number, five. please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got no, you, no, Lou. No. I got That's you. not the numbers. I don't want the number that you're calling in the middle of the night after everybody goes to sleep. Well, I, don't, I want your phone number. You don't have to call 900 numbers anymore these days, Lou. Oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I bet you don't. <laughs> I don't. I do not. Daniel His wife ob- carries a gun. Daniel obviously <laughs> does. <laughs> Lou, we'll talk after the show, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you what has replaced 900 numbers. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All gotcha. right, guys, this silliness needs to end. Um, yeah, the Gestapo is spoken, guys. Here we go. Yeah, now be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. And you guys, thanks for joining me, Lewis. It was good to have you back, if I'm being honest. Yes, sir. Right. And, Appreciate uh, it once again. We'll be back. Uh, who knows when? I'm thinking maybe later this week or next week. All right.
right. So we'll we'll see you when we see you. Thanks for listening again, everybody, and uh, have a great week. Fins, Fins up. up. Fins up. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.